رمضان نايتس on البيان راديو بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم السلام عليكم دي brothers and sisters and welcome to Ramadan nights on this 29th night of Ramadan 1443 after the blessed hijrah of the Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم I'm your host, Abu Abdul Rahman, and I'm very pleased to be joined by my, by my dear brother, Sheikh Muhammad Dua. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah, Sheikh. It's good to have you with us, dear Sheikh. Barakallah fiqh. Always a pleasure. It's our pleasure. The pleasure is all ours. We'd like to yeah. welcome all our viewers, all our listeners. Uh, listening on 107.9 FM in Sydney. We'll be on 107.9 FM in Sydney for the next week or so. So please tune in in your cars and spread the word. And welcome to all our viewers on Facebook, ASWJ Australia page. And also our YouTube channel, Al Bayan Radio Australia. Please subscribe if you haven't already subscribed. Now, dear Sheikh, we always say it's a 29th night, day or two left. No. Here we are again. Subhanallah. Um, just amazing, Sheikh. Uh, we've mentioned that before, just how quick the blessed month has uh, passed. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept from all the Muslims their, their worship, their, their ibadah. Uh, throughout the blessed month and no doubt this is the aim and the objective of uh, every Muslim. Yani we've uh, entered the 29th night now, as you mentioned, Sheikh, and there really isn't much of the month left and only Allah Azza wa Jal knows if we live to witness another uh, Ramadan. So we hope that we were able and our brothers and sisters were able to take advantage as much as they can from the month of Ramadan. Well, inshallah, we, we are from the accepted ones. Now, this Sheikh, before mm-hmm. we move on to our topic, um, tonight is the 29th, as you mentioned. For those listening to us, you know, it may be the night of Qadr. Naam, definitely. Um, as we know, the Sunnah has taught us, Sheikh, that it was the hikmah of Allah Azza wa Jal to withhold the the revelation of the, or p- of the pinpointing of the night of Laylatul Qadr and uh, our deen has taught us that it is one of the odd nights of the last 10, which means tonight, uh, for those that um, began their fast on, on the Saturday, tonight is the 29th night, which means it is the last of the odd nights. It is the last of the odd nights. So there's no doubt that يعني, Ramadan has not ended as of yet. So there is still the opportunity to take advantage as much as we can, and we should be treating this 29th night like every other of the odd nights in hope of seeking that it is uh, or could be Laylatul Qadr. And it is a calm night and uh, subhanAllah, we have to struggle and strive in this night because sometimes we see that it's sometimes neglected. You know, everyone puts their eggs in one basket with the 27th, which may be Laylatul Qadr, but we're not guaranteed. So, you know, we should, whoever's listening to us, make the most of this night, especially it's a Friday night. Many of you don't work Saturdays. Make the most of it and... Uh, aim to finish Ramadan on a spiritual high. Definitely, without a doubt. يعني, what a loss if it, if it turns out to be the 29th night and we put the effort in the other night and we neglect this one. For that's the wisdom as to why um, the deen made it in this way so that we don't lose motivation towards the end of the month. We should, yeah. we should take advantage as much as we can. Now, dear Sheikh, our main topic for tonight split up into two, we can say. The end of Ramadan, which we have pretty much started speaking about, and yeah. Eid. Yes. Sheikh, I always remember that Ramadan, as we mentioned, 
in the previous episodes is really like life. If you live your life right, you worship Allah right in Ramadan, you worship Allah right in your life. You finish Ramadan excellent, in a good way, and we ask Allah to accept our good deeds, you have the day of Eid, celebration, no. happiness, a great sunnah and take place on that day. Likewise, if you live your life right, according to what pleases Allah, die in the right way, you have the day you meet Allah, you'll a be day of celebration, you'll be celebrating and no. even better, no. Uh, in Jannah, we Definitely. ask Allah to make us from them. I mean, I mean, definitely, Sheikh. Uh, it's always good to make that connection between your ibadah and your life. For as you said, uh, Ramadan came and it went very quick, and that's the reality of our entire life. It comes and it passes very quick. And for the one who, yani, spends his life in worship. Uh, will rejoice uh, in the next life just like the one who spends the month of Ramadan in worship will rejoice with Eid at the end uh, of Ramadan and this brings up our topic for tonight Sheikh and that's the importance of uh, ending Ramadan uh, correctly uh, and uh, the signs of an accepted Ramadan uh, and as we know Sheikh many of our ulama have spoken about the greatest of signs that a Ramadan has been accepted is that the the servant continues with his worship after the month of Ramadan. So people may ask, how do I know if my siyam and my qiyam and my tilawa was accepted throughout the blessed month? The greatest sign for that is how you are after the month of Ramadan. If the month of Ramadan was actually a reason for you to increase in worship, um, uh, once the month has ended then this is a sign that Allah has accepted your, your ibadah throughout uh, the blessed uh, month and this teaches us the importance of istiqama uh, our deen is not a deen that is based on one month sheikh uh, as, as we know and our scholars of the past have Spoken, yani we are not what they call Ramadan Muslims, where we only know Allah Azza wa Jal in, in the month of Ramadan. Uh, we are required to, to be steadfast uh, in our deen throughout our entire <coughs> uh, life. Yani, uh, yes, Ramadan comes to an end, but worshipping Allah Azza wa Jal does not end. You remind us of the ayah, Shaykh, وَعْبُدْ رَبَّكَ حَتَّى يَأْتِيَكَ الْيَقِينَ Naam, definitely, without a doubt. That's one of the greatest ayat of istiqama, where Allah Azza wa Jal commands the Prophet wasallam to worship his Lord until certainty reaches him. And certainty, yaqeen here, means death. For the Prophet wasallam was commanded to worship Allah until death, and that's exactly what he done. When you look at the seerah of the Prophet he did not end his ibadah until he met Allah. Even his final breath, his final words was advice to the Muslims. It was all a state of worship. For this is the example that we should be following. And that's why many of the Salaf would, would say that worship does not have an expiry date except death. Death is the expiry date for worship, nothing before that. And that's why the Muslim is required to always remain steadfast 
not only in the month of Ramadan, but especially out of the month of Ramadan. And this is what it means to be a true servant of Allah Azza wa Jal. We are not like other religions where we only know Allah on a Sunday or when we go to church or at a funeral or at an event or whatever else. No, Islam is your way of life. It is what you adopt to be the way you live your life. That is what Islam is. Islam is not only a deen. Islam is the way you live your entire life from the beginning until the end. Until you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are required to be servants of Allah azza wa jal. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when the great companion uh, Sufyan ibn Abdullah radiallahu anhu asked him for a nasiha, he said to him, teach me a word that I will not need to ask anyone after you. Yani, give me a word that is sufficient where I will not have any need to ask anyone else. The Prophet ﷺ told him two words. قُلْ أَمَنْتُ بِاللَّهِ ثُمَّ اسْتَقِمْ Say, I believe in Allah, then remain steadfast upon that. And this hadith is from the greatest proofs that speech on its own, Shaykh, is not enough. Because if speech on its own was enough, then the Prophet ﷺ would have told him, قُلْ أَمَنْتُ بِاللَّهِ and left it at that. But he didn't. He told him, قُلْ أَمَنْتُ بِاللَّهِ Say, I believe in Allah, but then work to remain upon that word. ثُمَّ stakim, And then be steadfast on that word. So we have to live our life upon al-Imanu Billah. And that is by implementing Allah's religion as much as we can in our lives. Now, Shaykh, um, istiqama, steadfastness, what are some tips for us to stay steadfast, to stay on a regular panel of worship, to make, you know, the practices that we do in Ramadan, you know, uh, how can we say more of a daily thing in our lives and not just a monthly uh, practice that we do throughout the year? No. What's some advice? You know, is, Excellent. It, is there something to do with the masjid, seeking no. knowledge maybe? What, no. what, what, what would be advice someone who wants to remain firm and steadfast? No. Without a doubt, there are certain tools that assist us in being steadfast in our religion. The first and foremost of them is al-ikhlas, that the servant is sincere for Allah Azza wa Jal in his work. Because if a person is not sincere, they will not be steadfast. Uh, for sincerity and renewing the intention, constantly renewing the intention, is from the greatest ways, as our ulama said, of attaining istiqama. Also, from the tools that assist us in istiqama, is perfecting the worship, Sheikh to make sure that the ibadah is according to the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. Because ikhlas and perfection of worship, they work hand in hand. So part of sincerity is to also make sure the, the work is correct. And by correct we mean it is done in accordance to the sunnah. When your action is correct, you will become more steadfast upon it. Thirdly, your environment. And this is one of the most crucial points, especially us or, or people that live in uh, what's known as a minority uh, of Muslims. Uh, it is so important that we focus on our environment because a person cannot be, remain steadfast if his bi'a, if his environment, his friends, the people he hangs out with or she hangs out with are not people of deen. If my friends are corrupted, I will be corrupt. And uh, a lot of people يعني, assume that they can يعني, uh, defeat that, but it's impossible. 
I cannot remain steadfast if my friends and the people that I hang around with are not people of deen. If I'm hanging around people that do not fear Allah, I will eventually slip away. This is the reality. That's what our deen has taught us. So from the most important ways of being steadfast is your environment, who you befriend and who you hang out with also. That's some beautiful advice there. Ikhlas, sincerity in worship. Perfecting your worship and make sure making sure it's correct according to the sunnah and your environment, who your friends are, where you where you hang around. And Sheikh, does a, does the masjid play a role? The Islamic center being regular and frequent, without a doubt. Yani, that was the next point that I would have liked to mention regarding istiqama, and that's part of perfecting your environment. Part of perfecting the environment is that we spend time in the places that Allah Azza wa Jal loves. And, those, and that is His Masajid, the houses of Allah Azza wa Jal, uh, not only for the Salah, but seeking knowledge. Knowledge also assists you in istiqama. If you don't know your religion, you cannot be steadfast upon it. So attending the houses of Allah for the brothers, attending the Jama'ah prayer, especially the Fajr and the Isha, these are from the great means of being steadfast in the deen, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yani when you look at the seven that Allah has mentioned who are um, shaded on the Day of Judgment, one of them, the Prophet sallallahu said, رَجُلٌ قَلْبُهُ مُتَعَلِّقٌ بِالْمَسْجِدِ or مُعَلِّقٌ بِالْمَسْجِدِ A man whose heart is connected to the masjid. Yani he didn't even say a man who goes to the masjid. He said a man whose heart is connected to the masjid. So that shows the man's frequenting of the masjid, the man's love of the masjid, the man giving preference to the masjid. For this, without a doubt, is from the great ways of being steadfast. And everyone knows that from experience. When you're in the house of Allah, جل, it makes you a better person. When you are in the house of Allah, it makes you a better person. You speak better. You listen better. What you listen to is nice. What you speak is nice. What you're performing is nice. You're performing worship. You're not out there backbiting. You're not out there gossiping. You're not out there cheating. Even if the person might do it outside. Yani we're not saying. But when the person's in the house of Allah, it fixes him. Without a doubt. At least to an extent. So the barakah of the masjid should not be underestimated. And we should all, especially the, the brothers, have a strong connection and a relationship with Allah's houses. Sheikh, you mentioned there the hadith of those who be shaded on the day of judgment when there is no shade but the shade of Allah under his under his throne, subhanahu wa ta'ala. You mentioned the one who is frequent in the masjid. No. And linked to what you mentioned regarding istighama, we can probably derive a few more. Mm. You know, those who meet for the sake of Allah and part for the sake of Allah, friends you spoke about before. No. Also, the youth who grows up on the worship of Allah, this no. shows you persistence when you're young in, in, in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No. So this is a great status of being persistent and steadfast in your religion. No, friends, it. environment, without and sticking to the worship of Allah, even no. at a young age. No. If, uh, and that's an excellent point. If you look at all the seven sheikh, all the seven are just ruler. For a ruler to be just, what does it require him to be? Steadfast. The hand that gives, the, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand gives. This is an indication of the ikhlas in the amal. And for a person to have ikhlas in the amal, they need to be steadfast. So if anything, every one of those seven yes. requires istiqamah. Allahu Akbar. Naam. 
Now, Sheikh, what's next? We've spoken about the, the masjid, we've spoken about being sincere, perfection in worship, uh, and moving on to more advice regarding this, or you want to start speaking one about more Eid? Advice, one more advice before Excellent. we start with Eid, Sheikh, is um, a great hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, uh, a great reminder for us all. As we know, my brothers and sisters, in the month of Ramadan, we are motivated to doing certain actions. Okay, many of us are motivated uh, in obviously fasting the month of Ramadan. So that means we should not lose that motivation after the month has finished. We should continue with the sunnah fasting. Many of us have become motivated to reciting the book of Allah. We should not lose that motivation and continue with the consistency in reciting after the month of Ramadan. Many of us have become motivated to praying the night, whether it's the tarawih or qiyam. And on this point, we remind the brothers and the sisters of the hadith of Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhumah. The Prophet sallallahu said to him, Ya Abdullah, do not be like so-and-so who used to pray the night and then he stopped. For this is like a direct message to our ummah. Those who have the motivation in the month of Ramadan, then they lose it after the month of Ramadan. Many people are motivated to praying at night, but then after the month of Ramadan finishes, they lose that motivation. Take this advice from none other than our beloved Prophet Muhammad He said to Abdullah, do not be like such and such a person who used to pray the nights and then he stopped. What a great word of advice for us to remain motivated and consistent in our worship as much as we can. And Sheikh, um, even if we can't do, you know, what we were used to doing in Ramadan, which is praying, you know, 11 raka'ah, no. at least pray a few at night. Without a doubt. And yeah, this is this is what it's all about. Yani, no one is saying to be consistent in everything that you were doing. If you can, this is khair and good. But at least start with the minimal, with the minimal. And even the Prophet ﷺ said that Allah does not get tired in giving you reward, but you're the one that gets tired. So as long as we are not tired in performing the worship, Allah never gets tired in giving the ajr. Then in the same hadith, he said, and the best of deeds are the frequent ones. So even if they are small in number, do not lose the consistency, that's the most important thing. Sheikh, where it really starts off, and we've seen this before, is the day of Eid. Nah. If you want to see if someone's sticking, you know, strong, Eid is a very good indication. Nah. We see, sadly, many people on the day of Eid, they think, you know, it's time to let loose. I don't know where they get this mentality from. Yes. And they start performing things which, were, things which are prohibited. Yes. Allah is this the way to start? This was, this was actually part of my khutbah today yes. that I gave in Bankstown. And I was mentioning to the brothers there that it's actually astonishing, Sheikh, And it's actually amazing. And not amazing in a good way. I don't know if there's another word. But Eid is a ibadah. The day of Eid is an act of worship. And how people have managed to turn an act of worship into disobedience to Allah is actually astonishing. Regarding what we hear and what we see from the 
muharramat that take place on Eid. This really is shocking, Sheikh. We have actually managed to turn our worship that is supposed to give us hasanat into a sin that actually earns us sayyat. And that's a shocking thing. We are not talking about the celebrating of Eid. This is part of the deen. These are our celebrations. And everyone should be celebrating the days of Eid. But we are talking, Sheikh, precisely about the free mixing that happens within the homes. The music that gets listened to on the days of Eid. The dress code. And unfortunately, it's not only the sisters these days. No, no, the brothers are competing. The brothers are, if not, the brothers have overtaken the women in the tight clothes, the uh, whatever it may be, and the tabarruj from our sisters, Allah musta'an. And this, we as a community have to fear Allah azza wa jal when it comes to this. And I only see this as a huge disrespect to Allah Azza wa Jal when we treat a ibadah that he has gifted us with in a sin to disobey him. And Sheikh, you mentioned it before, signs of an accepted Ramadan is you persist in your obedience after Ramadan to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No. That's round one we can say. Without a doubt. So you're round one, you're entering the ring <laughs> to give the boxing example. You're, you know, the shaitan is out, he's your opponent, he's already no. knocked you out at Fajr. Yeah. Allah You're walking Akbar. out in a way which is not pleasing to Allah. Allah You're celebrating the day in, in which, which with things which are impermissible. Every, yeah. Everyone wants to celebrate in the halal. Farah, as they say, yeah, celebrate in the halal. And that brings us to that exact point. It begins from when you leave your house. Wallah, it begins from when you leave your house to the Eid prayer. Uh, some of the Salaf, uh, they were quoted as saying the first thing that we start our day today about Eid al-Fitr. The first thing we start our day with today is Ghaddul Basar, the lowering of the gaze. That was the first thing they intended to begin the day of Eid with because they knew it's important and required. And another one of the Salaf, I can't recall his name off the top of my head, but he went and he attended the Eid prayer. And when he returned home, his wife asked him a question. A question that many brothers might get asked today in this day and age. She asked him, how many women did you look at? <laughs> this is authentic narration. She asked him, how many women did you look at? And he said to his wife, woe to you. From the moment I stepped outside until the moment I returned, my eyes were on my feet. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. That's a man. That's a man. <laughs> How many are of them are there today? Exactly. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. For this is an indication of how we should be treating the day of Eid. We celebrate it, yes, for ourselves, our families, our children especially. We make it a big, big, big day for everyone. But it has to be done within the Islamic boundaries. Sheikh, uh, you mentioned they're going out to Eid and uh, from the sunan of when Eid is announced is the takbir. And I really like what some of the ulama have mentioned, you know, the takbir saying Allahu Akbar and the other uh, athkar with it is really not only said on the tongue, but it has to be actualized, for lack of a better term, uh, in your actions. Um. So when you say Allahu Akbar, for example, 
you're, you, you should live it. That Allah is greater than everything else. Allah is greater than everything around me. No. Therefore, I have to obey Him no. and not commit sin on a day where we're meant to make Allahu Akbar, Allah greater than everything, and that starts with obeying Him. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Otherwise, it's only lip service, Sheikh. You know, a person can say Allahu Akbar, but what are we really saying? When we say Allah is the greatest, as you said, Sheikh, we are actually acknowledging that Allah is above and greater than everything, including my desires, including my whispers, including uh, the fitan that are in front of me, or the, the apparent and the hidden. Everything, the dunya, Allah is greater than everything. So when we make that statement, we are making a statement where we are putting Allah above everything and that's what we need to implement. Allahu Akbar. Naam. Sheikh, uh, let's, let's continue with our discussion on Eid. Where, where are we going to continue from? Naam. As you mentioned, Sheikh, that was the first point, the takbir, yes. from the sunan of Eid. So there's certain sunan that we need to uh, implement in order for our Eid to be according to the sunnah. From them is the takbir. And the takbir, Sheikh, as we know, it begins from the night of Eid and it ends at the Eid prayer. On Eid al-Fitr, يعني, the, yeah. the takbir, it begins on the night of Eid, which is the last night of when you break your fast. From that night until the Eid prayer, it is sunnah for us to يعني, make the takbir, uh, the takbirat uh, of Eid, and it is sunnah uh, to raise our voices in it for the men uh, and to... Uh, to say it at all times, whether we are going out to the marker or out or whatever, and especially on the way to the actual uh, Eid uh, prayer. So that's the first of the sunan that we would like to um, shed light on tonight for our brothers and sisters not to forget. Excellent, Sheikh. And uh, after that or before that as well, is what about wearing your best clothes? And Yes, without a doubt. I, I know I didn't put them in the exact order, but if we were to... Um, Put them in, uh, in that order, Sheikh Allah Barik Fiqh, which is a good idea. Uh, we say the first thing that we start with on the, the morning, uh, on the morning of uh, the Eid prayer, is the ghusl. Yes. This is from the sunnah that we have the shower before we attend the, the Eid prayer. Uh, and this was an action performed by many of the Sahaba, such as Abdullah ibn Umar. Ali uh, and even though there's no direct hadith that the Prophet ﷺ done it, but we have that principle in Islam that when uh, companions perform actions like this, it is by default that they learnt it from the Prophet ﷺ. So uh, it's important that we perform ghusl uh, for the Eid prayer, and as the Shaykh Allah Barik Fiqh mentioned, that we wear the best clothes. Uh, and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he used to wear his best outfits uh, when he attended uh, the Eid prayer. So this is also uh, important. And it's very sad, Sheikh, when people do not actually magnify this day. Mm. Yani some people, subhanAllah, whether it's men or women, you'll see uh, they will buy the best piece of clothing for a particular event. But when it comes to Eid, it doesn't really... Yani, uh, phase them they'll, they'll, they'll chuck on uh, something old or or whatever else no يعني, this is our celebration we spend our life telling people you can't celebrate this you can't celebrate that because it's against the deen so when we do have a celebration that Allah has given us why don't we make it a big thing why don't we take advantage of it 
فإتس ساد وين بيبل دو نوت اكشلي جيف ذا داي اوف عيد ات رايتس اند ذاتس ذات وات هابند ويز سيرتن بيبل انفورتشنتلي ريلي ات از فروم تقوى از ذا قران منشنز تو ماجنيفاي وات الله هاز ماجنيفايد نعم يو نو وين ذا بروفيسور صلى الله عليه وسلم كيم تو مدينه هي سو ذات ذا يو نو ذا The Muslims in Medina had some some uh, some celebrations from from pre-Islamic times, and he told them Allah has replaced them with that which is better. No, you know our Eidain, Eid al-Fitr and Eid al-Adha. So Allah has legislated these Eids, and they are better than every other type of celebration. No. So it's up to us to magnify them in that which is halal, no. because it's from worshiping of Allah, and this is something which is great. Exactly, without a doubt, without a doubt. So let's let's try to put it in order for the brothers and sisters. Uh, on the Eid, Eid morning, Eid al-Fitr to be specific, ghusl uh, or shower, um, wear our best clothes, perfume for the men. Perfume for the men, definitely. Um, uh, and as we mentioned, the takbir starts from the night. That's right, well. yeah. Sorry, yeah. you mentioned the takbir. Yeah, the takbir starts from the night and it continues until the Eid prayer. Uh, correct. Um, uh, then we have right before the person leaves to go to the Eid prayer, the eating. That's which right. Which is the sunnah. It's a bit sunnah. of a neglected sunnah, we can say, or forgotten. Yeah, and this is very important because the Prophet ﷺ, as the hadith in Bukhari mentions, he never went out to the Eid prayer until he ate something. He never went out to the Eid al-Fitr prayer until he ate something. And the reason for that is to break that cycle for the last month to show that now I'm no longer fasting because before I couldn't eat at this time, but now I can eat. And the sunnah is to break the, uh, is to eat Uh, dates and the sunnah is to eat an odd number of dates on Eid al-Fitr. Uh, if a person doesn't eat dates, they can eat anything else. You can eat your mom's ma'mool, your wife's ma'mool. If your wife makes nice ma'mool, you can eat her ma'mool or whatever it It's is. A big if, yeah. <laughs> well, some people don't like their wife's ma'mool. They prefer their mom's ma'mool. Yani. If your wife makes ma'mool for you, thank Allah. <laughs> yeah, Allah. Thank Shout Allah. out to the wives. They're very busy. May Allah reward them. They'll, they'll be very busy these days preparing the hello and the sweets. Sheikh, it is, it is weird on Eid morning to actually eat after 30 days or 29 days of fasting. You feel guilty. You feel different. <laughs> I'm, I'm eating and then that's why sometimes we forget. Nah, subhanAllah. Or getting that morning coffee on the way to the yes, Salah, Sheikh. That's one of my favorite things to do <laughs> yeah. on Eid morning, actually. Nah, nah. For this is also from the Sunnah that we eat before we head out uh, to the actual uh, prayer. Um, also, Uh, the sunnah of the Eid is that we pray the Eid in an open space. The Prophet ﷺ, he did not used to pray the Eid prayer in the masjid. He used to pray it in his musalla, which was next to the masjid and it was open. And that's why you find places praying in places uh, like parks uh, and whatever else, because this is implementing The sunnah. But unfortunately, um, sometimes the weather, uh, only Allah knows the the reality of weather, no doubt. But um, sometimes the weather does uh, affect and people are not able to pray in the parks. Like Ahlul Sunnah, we usually pray in Homebush Park, for example, and other parks around uh, Sydney and Australia. Yes. But uh, based on يعني, the possibility of, of the rain and whatever else, the, the Eid's been moved to, from what I know, from Homebush to Bankstown Market. We're going to have some announcements at the end of tonight's Excellent. program Excellent. regarding Eid locations, uh, in the park locations Very in Sydney. Good. In But يعني, to mention, it is a sunnah that we pray outside uh, and it's also a sunnah for everyone to attend, the men, the women, the children, even the menstruating female. 
Prophet said she should attend and she should avoid al musalla meaning the actual prayer. Because she can't pray, obviously, but she's still encouraged to attend. This is from glorifying and magnifying these days of celebration that Allah Azza wa Jal has gifted us with. Shaykh, yeah, just a, you know, a shout out here, or not really a shout out, a reminder to the, to the fathers here. Because a lot of times they don't want to get their whole family involved. You know, they make it, I've heard many excuses, it's too cold. Yeah. Or it's, you know, it's hard to wake the kids up. Yeah. And then the kids are like, how old are your kids, brother? Oh, he's 14. Yeah, Allah It's too hard to wake him up. Allah he's not, you know. Yeah. Um, how important is for the father to magnify this day and make it a great day for the family? Without a doubt, Sheikh. This is very sad and unfortunate. And it does happen, as you said. Yani, subhanallah, if we're not making a big deal for our children about these days, what's going to end up happening? They're going to find other days to be a big deal. They're going to find their birthday to be a big deal. They're going to find the anniversaries to be a big deal. If we are not making this something so big in their life, they're going to have to fill in that void with something. You can't expect them to keep it empty. Every child wants days of happiness. If we're not giving them that on these days, we shouldn't blame anyone but ourselves when our children find it in something else. Now, okay, we're on the way to the to the to the Eid Park, let's say. No. Uh, we get there. Anything we should do? We get to the Eid prayer. As we said, the takbir continues all the way up until the the yani the, the Eid Salah, until the Imam uh, makes the the prayer and uh leads the prayer and uh, gives the, the khutbah. Uh, that's when the the takbir stops but on this point uh, on going to the the Eid prayer there's another sunnah that uh, is sometimes neglected also and that's I'm um, taking a different uh, route uh, when you leave so the sunnah my brothers and sisters is if I came to the Eid prayer in this direction that when I leave I leave in a different direction this is what our Prophet used to do uh, and it doesn't have to be like, um, well, you don't have to end up in China to get to your car. Yani. No, even if you slightly change the direction, this is enough. So if you walked yani, this way, uh, when you come to leave, go that way or go that way to reach your car. And this is another sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ on the day of Eid. Well, even in your car, instead of taking Canopy Road to Bankstown Markets, take the Hume Highway. MashaAllah, tabarakallah, excellent. That's another excellent point, yes. Um, alhamdulillah, there's many roads that lead to the same <laughs> that lead to the <laughs> same place. <laughs> the brothers no. are funny about it, but it'll take you three minutes longer, brother, on that way. Allah On that day, make it take three minutes longer. Ewa Allah, Allah, alhamdulillah. Okay, we're there, Sheikh. Uh, uh, is it khutbah first, prayer first? What's the sunnah? Now, as we know, uh, with the Eid prayer, it's opposite to the Jum'ah. So there's the Eid prayer first, and then the Imam gives the khutbah after the Salah. And the Eid prayer is different to uh, other prayers. Uh, it consists of uh, seven takbirat in the first rak'ah, and then five takbirat uh, in the second uh, rak'ah. Uh, so the brothers and sisters should not be confused. It, it is prayed differently, um, but most people already know this. Alhamdulillah, they've uh, attended uh, the Eid prayer before. But yani, that's something to keep in it's mind. two units, basically, with the takbirat you added there. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. And then the imam gives the, the khutbah. Uh, and once the imam finishes the khutbah, 
then um, it's legislated after the khutbah for people to greet each other on the day of Eid. And as we know, the Salaf al-Salih from the Sahaba and after them, they were known to say to each other on the day of Eid, Taqabbalallahu minna wa minkum, which means may Allah accept from us and you regarding yani, the worship in the month of Ramadan. Excellent, Sheikh. Barakallah feek, Sheikh. What about um, uh, visiting families and maintaining ties on the day of Eid? Definitely. The day of Eid is a day of Salat Rahim. And that's another thing I mentioned in my khutbah today, that it is from the greatest days and opportunities to fix any issues and problems that people might have within their family. It is not nice that we let Eid enter and we have broken ties of relationship within the family. Uh, we should be people who humble ourselves and break our nafs and our ego and the neck of shaitan and fix and amend whatever broken ties uh, there are uh, so that we can have that Salat al-Rahim which Allah has commanded us to have in the month uh, of Ramadan. So yes, it is legislated to greet each other, to visit each other, uh, the uh, the young visiting the elderly uh, and so forth. Yani, it's a day of happiness, Sheikh. As the Prophet ﷺ said, uh, Eid is a day of eating and remembering Allah Azza wa Jal and whatever else. For, for it is our celebration. Yani, so we should make it special as Allah Azza wa Jal yani, expects this from us. Sheikh, a personal question here. What are any on the day of Eid or... Not really, really? Sheikh. Um, it all depends wallah, where we're eating, who we're eating, um, not who we're eating, who we're eating at their house. <laughs> <laughs> Alhamdulillah, we're not humans. The Lebanese, it's what I need. Yeah, I know that. Yani, so, sometimes the mother-in-law, may Allah reward her, she, she does that. But um, it could be anything, Sheikh. I'll let you know what I had, inshallah, on the night of, uh, on the night. Just don't post on Instagram, Sheikh. No, inshallah. <laughs> Before we finish, we'll mention the Eid uh, prayer locations for the brothers and sisters in Sydney. Firstly, as we know, due to wet weather, uh, the Bankstown Bass Hill location and also the Homebush location that ASWJ normally run will now be at Bankstown Markets. So whenever the day of Eid is, um, the Eid prayer will be held at Bankstown Markets at 8 a.m. And the address for the Bankstown Markets is 180 to 194 Eldridge Road, Condor Park. That's Eid Prayer at Bankstown Markets at 8 a.m. Bankstown Markets there at Condor Park. There's also Eid Prayer at Liverpool um, on the day that Eid is announced, and that is at Woodwood Park, Liverpool at 7.45 a.m. Also Eid Prayer at Campbelltown, at the Minto Netball Courts at 7.45 a.m. Uh, at the Minto uh, Netball Courts, 9 Redfern Road, Minto. And we can't forget our brothers and sisters in Wollongong, for those listening out there, uh, 7.30 a.m. at the Hockey and Sports Centre, Waples Road, Unundara, if I'm pronouncing it right. Um, for more information, visit the eatinthepark.org.au website and also there's a nice event coming up for the sisters and that is presented by SWJ Australia and the Masjid Al-Azhar Belmore sisters, the women's annual Eid dinner on Thursday the 12th of May at 6.30pm at the Westella in Lidcombe 
and this will be on a Thursday night at 6.30. There will be dinner, desserts, games, prizes, hinna, braiding, and much, much more. On uh, the 12th of uh, May, uh, you can see the details online at the Masjid Al-Azhar Facebook uh, and also ASWJ Australia. You must register on 0424-614-039. It's for ages 12 and up, and it's 60 dollars per person the annual Eid dinner for women's only on the 12th of May uh, Sheikh any final advice Allah barik fiqh Sheikh just a reminder for the brothers and sisters not to forget the zakat al-fitr excellent which must be paid before the Eid prayer before the Eid prayer uh, the brothers and sisters uh, not to forget to pay the zakat fitr and it's obligatory on every member of the household including the child in the mother's stomach. Excellent. So if you have a family of five, say it's 10 bucks, 50 bucks. $50, exactly. And the Sunnah is to give it in food. In a, like here, for example, ASWJ in Belmore, they mm. collect it, but they give it in food on the day of Eid. That's it, the Sunnah. Correct. And it must be given in, in food, as, as the people of knowledge have mentioned. So yes, your money is collected by the organizations, but that money is transferred and turned into um, food to be given to the poor uh, around the world. Excellent. Jazakallah khair, Sheikh. I'd like to thank all the brothers and sisters for tuning in tonight and until next time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This program was presented by Al Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah.